Welcome to the Omics Podcast. I'm today's host, Eddie Webb, and with me are Dixie Cochran. Did we decide you were the host today? Did we actually yes. work that out, or did you just decide it right now? No, we decided this like weeks ago. Okay, I forgot then. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dixie. <laughs> we have derailed the intro. That's amazing. And Matthew We Parkins. always derail the intro. Yeah, I'm here as well. Oh, and also, uh, all but a co-host, not the host. That is, that is Eddie, as we know. No, see, I'm actually the host on Podbean Live. Which is, we're doing a live show for people who are listening to this after we recorded it. Um, and it has told me that I am the host for this setup. So therefore, I am the host in perpetuity because Podbean has bequeathed this title onto me. I'm not getting oh, a sense well, that you guys I are can't think of anyone. Well, I can't think of anyone more deserving than than you, Mr. Webb. Don't worry. I w- I'm sure I will uh, hand over my glorious reign by the end of this hour, if not sooner. Uh, but yeah, this week um, we are doing a live show. Uh, like I mentioned, um, we're uh, Podbean Live is a new kind of feature that Podbean has rolled out where we can do live episodes um, and people can call in during the course of the show. So... Um, we figure we're just going to be very loose today. Um, there are some people in the chat who are going to be asking questions or making comments, and we'll be responding to them. Uh, try to give context for them for people listening to the recorded version. No, no context. No, no context, context for you. Hashtag no context. I, I don't believe in context. That's, <laughs> it's not fun. That'll make your job as an editor very hard if you don't believe in context. <laughs> I guess. Now, one thing easier. I have to ask uh, all you all you listeners of the live broadcast is share the link to this wide. Share it long. Share it wherever you are. Uh, let's see how many listeners we can get in uh, because I'm actually going to be quite interested to see whether we can get any call-ins from people who aren't our usual audience uh, just sure. so they can ask us, what the hell are you? Uh, I mean, we did our test. About? In our test, we only got call-ins from people who weren't our usual audience, except for maybe Danielle. Yes. Yeah. Um, for the, for and and I, I believe Danielle's plumbing has uh, got better <laughs> since that time. For anyone who, who was listening to that one. Yeah, we did, we did a test run of this um, a couple of weeks ago, and um, we asked uh, people like Danielle to come in, and, and uh, some people like, oh, apparently like uh, Lyshot was also during a test. Um, but... Uh, Apparently, we didn't realize that there's a notification that goes through the entire app. So lots of people were just coming in going, what is this? What's this? So, what are you doing? <laughs> and we had some people calling in. They were like, you guys sound really cool. I have no idea what a role-playing game is. So we're hoping that we will have uh, a little more audience, maybe a little more familiar with our products this time. But also, we'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of our products, um, what kinds of things are we working on right now or looking forward to in the near future? Um, I will start with Dixie right now. We always start with me. Um, I'm excited about the Deviant Kickstarter that is currently ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, I am excited to edit Legend Lore that got handed to me recently. Uh, and I'm excited for a number of Exalted projects, um, including the Player's Guide, Crucible of Legends that we're working on, and also um, the Lunar's Companion and a couple other things that haven't even been announced yet. Ooh, secret projects. Secret projects. Yeah, um, yeah the uh, Deviant Kickstarter. Hey, because we can actually date this episode because it's literally live. It's um, happening right now. <laughs> right now. Uh, the Deviant Kickstarter is still going on for a few more days. We are at 70,000 last we checked. Almost. Last time I checked. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you if you have not yet checked it out definitely go kind of swing by there it's a new chronicles of darkness game it's always fun to have new games i mean it's always fun to do new editions too but expanding the existing world is always really interesting and see how people react to that and what they like about it um and we see that uh, one of the people in the chat is excited about uh exalted and infernals apparently have we have you announced anything about infernals yet or is that still not really that's a bit in the future um it is on our radar obviously because all of the original second edition splats and everything were on our radar uh but yeah it's not something that i have actually in in the works right now as it were fair enough and how about you matthew what's going on in your with your world 
So I'm uh, very much looking forward to Mummy the Curse 2nd Edition because that is shaping up to be our next Kickstarter. Indeed. Uh, for anyone unfamiliar with Mummy, uh, Mummy is a Chronicles of Darkness game in which you play the eponymous immortal creatures uh, from the civilization of ancient Irem and uh, you wake up periodically backwards and forwards through time are served by cults commanded by deific judges basically gods who uh, command you to collect magical vessels and slay their enemies for them before you are sent back to sleep uh, you always wake up with godlike powers and minimal memory but by the time you go back to sleep you descend you have godlike knowledge but uh, very little power so it's a nice inversion game uh, it's rare to have a role-playing game where you start off uh, immensely powerful and end up at the thinner end of that wedge but uh, it's it's a game i truly love and i'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with the kickstart of second edition uh, i've also got uh, v5 cults of the blood gods in the works uh, the that's a vampire the masquerade book that handles religion Ooh. in vampire Mm -hmm. and uh, lots of weird and wonderful necromantic cults, the cult of Set, Mithras, the Bahari, the Church of Cain, all kinds of wonderful and weird uh, groups and assortments. And, yeah, uh, the manuscript has been approved for that book, so it's over to editing with uh, Dixie and her fantastic team of editors. Nice. Too many things. Too many things in editing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there, there's a lot of things in editing right now. Um, uh, is there anything you can maybe tease a little bit about Cults of Blood Gods people want to look forward to? Or not? Oh, something to tease. You know, something to tease in Cults of the Blood Gods. Uh, let's think. What's something I haven't actually spoken about so far? Uh, so something that even the writers probably aren't aware of uh, because Ooh. these are things that I added after uh, the writing was done in development were uh, lots of minor cults that got added to the kindred religions chapter. The kindred religions chapter already has a lot of text dedicated to the major uh, vampire religions, such as the aforementioned cult of Mithras, church of Set, Bahari, and uh, some fringe religions like the ash finders and uh, a whole bunch of others. But, We've also got lots of smaller sections on things like the uh, Sons and Daughters of Helena, the Menelaeans, uh, the Eyes of Malachi, uh, the Gorgons, uh, the Gorgo's Nest, that's it. So Ooh. there's uh, a lot of very strange cults that are probably best suited as antagonists, though far be it from me to limit a uh, storyteller or players, but... There's even more religions in this book than I think the writers were expecting. <laughs> uh, so that's something that I've worked on with White Wolf to add to the book at, or I guess, the last uh, last possible minute. But I, I think it really adds something to the book, even more diversity. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds really, really cool, actually. Um, before I go on to mine, I just wanted to uh, let people know uh, uh, we are we have turns call in on. Um, that's a special feature of Podbean Live. So if you're calling, if you're in with the app on your phone, you can actually use your app to call directly into the show. We can talk to you. So if you're interested in giving us a chat, we have uh, a couple of slots open for people to call in. Yeah, come uh, say hi. Come say hi. Actually, you know, talk with us live. Crazy. I don't know why you want to do that, but it is available to you. Um, and as for me, uh, I just um, started getting in uh, some of the rewrites on uh, Trinity Continuum Aberrant. Um, we got a lot of great uh, playtest feedback from uh, the Kickstarter we had recently. Uh, so it's um, helped us to kind of focus a couple of things. Um, some people had some concerns about how some of the parts of the game were landing. And of course, just the usual, uh, this power doesn't seem to work this way, or this part's confusing mechanical changes. Um, so uh, I'm starting to get some of those pieces in. We're hoping to have uh, the rest of it in a couple of days so we can actually pull it all together um, and get it nice and organized so that way Dixie has a lot less work to do when we hand her this big, huge, complicated manuscript. Yay, less work. <laughs> it's always good. Um, uh, and also, uh, checking my list here, um, 
Pirates Bugmire, uh, actually, uh, that's in layout. And I've just uh, been working with uh, Josh Heath on the stretch goal um, stretch goal adventure for that. Um, we decided that uh, I wanted to do an adventure kind of in the middle of the, ex the existing adventures we were going to do for it. Um, so I put together with Josh uh, one that kind of goes through uh, Dalmatian Cove. It was a cool area that we wrote um, in as part of the book, but we never actually got a chance to really touch on it in the adventure. So now we have an adventure. It's all set in Dalmatian Cove. It's a fun little kind of side quest, if you will, for the overall chronicle. Um, so we got a lot of, of, of stuff coming, coming down and coming in. Uh, so if you guys have questions about stuff, uh, things you want to know about, feel free to let us know in the chat or call in. We're happy to kind of chat about that. Otherwise, we will keep babbling for an hour. We're very, very good about that. How was Mario Kart today, y'all? We played some Mario Kart today. <laughs> we did play some Mario Kart today. Well, for, for, for me, uh, the Mario Kart journey has been nothing but success after success. And frankly, <laughs> I'm just waiting for someone who can, who can challenge me for my crown, my crown upon a crown. Uh, so far, that challenger has not surfaced, but maybe, maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you a couple times. Uh, um, speaking of which, though, yeah. if, if if we set up an Onyx Podcast Mario Kart 8 tournament for the Switch, would any of the listeners want to do that with us? Yeah, we're thinking about doing mm. that. Yeah. We, um, we'll, 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 yes, we'll... Meredith, I, I would never invite you to a Mario Kart tournament, Meredith. Meredith no, no, no. has said that she would watch because apparently Mario Kart is the thing that makes her throw controllers. It, it is banned and, from and her house. people. Uh, but while we're getting responses for that, um, Kung Fu Fenris did ask if we have some scions somewhere in the pipeline. Uh, and the answer is yes. Um, we actually have a few different things that we're working on right now. Um, uh, there is Scion Dragon. Uh, Dragon is meant to be kind of a, a different vector of uh, Scion. So um, you basically take your origin book and rather than going to Hero, you, actually, you go to take on Scion Dragon playing a different faction of the Titan War, a third faction that has previously been unrevealed to uh, the world. Uh, we also have in the works uh, Masks of the Mythos, um, which is basically um, integrating Scion in with the Cthulhu Mythos. Um, so what happens when a pantheon either goes bad or starts off bad? And we decided the Cthulhu Mythos uh, is a really good one because it's a fictional uh, pantheon, so we can explore some elements of it without necessarily um, causing problems or issues with an existing uh, real-world pantheon. And then, of course, um, uh, Neil uh, Raymond Price, who's in our chat, is working on uh, hard work at on Cyan Demigod, um, which is the next step after Hero. Um, so, uh, if Neil wants to call in and talk about Demigod, he can. Um, we also have Titanomaki in the works. As we do, yeah. Um, which is kind of a way to um, Turn the Cold War a little hotter for uh, the for the the Scion world, um, and then of course we have uh, the the companion um, works, which is a lot of our um, stretch goals from the Kickstarter. And Neil is calling in, so let me add him in. Hello, Neil. Hi, Neil. Hi. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Oh, the jacket. <laughs> Um, Matthew and I are both tremendous fans of the uh, hit TV show that started off the golden age of television, The Sopranos. And <laughs> to, much to Dixie's chagrin, we have spent entire conversations at conventions in nothing but Sopranos quotes. One time we were at Gen Con and I said that the next person that did a Sopranos quote had to buy me lunch and Neil did. He did a Sopranos quote and he bought me lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, so tell us a little bit about Demigod. You know? Okay. Well, my big goal going into Demigod was, uh, you know, not to bash first edition at all. Um, but Demigod first edition really felt just like hero plus. Like some of your powers are a little bit bigger, but, you know, nothing actually changed for your characters. And what I really want to do in Demigod second edition is make it an almost an almost an entirely different game. Not only are your powers bigger and flashier and better, um, they're also you also start doing like casual miracles. Like if you're a fertility, if you're a fertility god, you know you might be walking down the street 
and just like little flowers spring up in the cracks behind you. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we imported the collateral pool, which you may remember from the aberrant Kickstarter, because it's a great mechanic and we are stealing it. Um, and uh, I really wanted to give a feeling of what your characters are like as, uh, as, as religious figures, essentially, because you are literally the children of these gods. Mm -hmm. And now you're really showing some real divine power. How do people react to that? How do people treat you now that you are a figure from myth? And nice. lastly, um, there's a kind of a time limit to a demigod. There's a structure to a demigod campaign, and there's a series of trials you have to undergo, and you are forced to undergo them uh, once you make the declaration that I want to be a demigod, I want to become a god. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's godhood or bust, and you're either going to become a god or you're going to die a horrible horrible death like you do yep um as you're talking um merit sent us two gifts um which apparently gives us pod points i don't know what pod <laughs> points are or what they there's do so, but we so now have 30 the of them so thank you Meredith. <laughs> there's like there's like golden beans yeah. pod points i don't know what any of it means we're just here we're just here broadcasting <laughs> Um, also, uh, uh, um, someone did ask a question about uh, masks and mythos and how the uh, the old ones differ from uh, existing pantheons. And the honest answer is we don't have an entirely clear picture of that yet. Um, Chris Spivey, who's developer, is supposed to be handing over the manuscripts next week to for approvals. Um, but in the pitch, he did mention that he wanted to tweak and adjust some of the Scion core rules to kind of reflect uh, the, the horror and the dread of being a part of this this corrupt pantheon. So there will be some changes. I just don't know exactly what those are yet. We're still waiting for I, the I can speak to one or two of them, Eddie. Oh, sure. You, you talked to Chris a little bit about this, haven't you? Yeah, I talked to Chris a little bit. I talked to some of the writers when they had mechanical questions about uh, the purviews and how certain systems work in story path. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's what that's what my job is. Um, what? So, yeah, I know. What? So um, one of the things I'm really excited about are these sort of corrupted versions of the purviews where the purviews themselves are um purviews are sort of elemental aspects of the world that you as a divine being uh embody right like you are the sun you are fire this or that mm -hmm. and in the corrupted versions it takes like one of the pr probably a, a nastier aspect or association with it and sort of twists your power around that. So you get a different innate power and you get different boons, which uh, I think will people will, will, will really resonate with a lot of them. I know the, um, the sun one, you're basically blasting everyone with radiation all around you. Fun. And, uh, yeah. Super fun. Sweet. Excellent. Do you have anything you can say about Titanomachy? Because someone asked about that too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Monica Speka is developing that, um, and the pitch for Titanomachy was: I know I kind of gave the short shrift to the Titans in the core. I always thought that the interpantheon rivalries were a little bit more um, exciting for gameplay, but in doing so, I did kind of remove the big hook of the Titan War. And mm -hmm. we wanted to really put that back in there as a major supplement. So you're going to see stats for Titans. You're going to see tons of Titan spawn. You're going to see more on how Titans work, on, on, on the structures of their being. It should be pretty cool. And it's just nothing but Titans. Titans all the way down. Yep. <laughs> right. Giant. All Titans all the time. Giant turtle oh. Titan. And we also talk about the Pantheons who either don't have Titans or who refuse to acknowledge them. And some pantheons that blur the line between Titan and God. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you very much for hanging out, Neil. I'm going to no drop you back out for a bit and let some other people call in. Okay. Thanks for calling. Uh, and then uh, in the chat, actually, Matthew, uh, someone was asking about Mummy 2E, about um, the Waj et Itya. I'm sure I screwed that up. Yes, I see. Yes, I see Nicholas is asking about Mummy 2E. So the Waj et Itya are uh, one of the minor guilds in Mummy the Curse Second Edition. Uh, and this was uh, an invention of some of the writers uh, for for this edition in particular. 
where we were really trying to round out what Iramite society might have looked like, uh, because we know that it wasn't just comprised of five guilds, and something that's been particularly popular in previous uh, second edition books, such as Vampire, for instance, or The Requiem, uh, is the the tease of lost clans or forgotten clans, things like that. That, that always acts as good fuel for storyteller uh, tales. And doing the same thing with some guilds, some of which were formed in IRM, some of which might have been offshoots of established guilds in the uh, first or second turn, uh, Sothic turns. Uh, they're the astral alignments that make all mummies wake up at the same time. Um, so that guild, among some others, are classified as minor guilds. They're not yet really classed as antagonists in the game. They're mm -hmm. more there as uh, story hooks and uh, potentials for lore expansion. But depending on how much interest they get, uh, I could very well see them appearing in a uh, follow-up book with greater detail. If if Mummy is a very successful Kickstarter and we hit stretch goals or anything like that, can't promise anything. But if we do, <clears throat> then Minor Guilds are definitely something I want to explore in a little more detail. I think in uh, first edition, the Deceived were essentially the the sixth guild that got uh, a great deal of exposure, and they definitely need that exposure in second edition too. But I think mm -hmm. we shouldn't just limit ourselves to the the deceived who have a fantastic book that, even though it's going to be first edition, is still incredibly useful for a second edition game. Absolutely, and it's actually I was thinking about this the other day. Speaking of mummy, um, that was. I think your first project with Onyx Path, wasn't it? First edition. Uh, it was my first, first my it was my first paid project with Onyx Path. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so my first project was as a consulting developer on Book of the Worm uh, for Wealth the Apocalypse 20th Anniversary Edition, and I. Uh, I went to the extent of Stu Wilson was the developer on that book and mm. he wanted to show us the red lines process that developers go through uh, development of the text. And as we were going through it, we had a couple of meetings and Stu asked whether there was any omissions, anything we felt would be uh, good to add to the book. And I mentioned that the uh, Pentex board of directors hadn't received a profile in Book of the Worm uh, for the mm -hmm. 20th anniversary edition. And, uh, and we discussed it a little, and he, uh, he said, if you want to throw a few words down on a page, I don't mind redlining them for you. And, you know, and if we can fit them in, we will, if there's enough word count. And honestly, I thought this is a great opportunity to uh, do some work and see how the redline process works as a writer. Mm -hmm. And I essentially treated that consulting development uh, fee that I guess I paid for on the Kickstarter to get to that position as like a creative writing course. Uh, mm -hmm. I basically paid and Stu gave me the, the time and the attention that I felt I needed to, uh, to work out what I then had to write for a good submission because then I wrote a submission based on what I'd learned from my red lines and the developer of Mummy the Curse saw that and thought, okay, I want to hire him on Sothis Ascends. So I would say that the consulting developer work I did on Book of the Worm directly led to my getting hired on Mummy the Curse. And yeah, my first assignment was a 20,000 word uh, chapter all about the the era, the third turn I think it was uh, where Muslim, is on, uh, Muslim Islam is on the rise and yeah it was a very heavy first assignment but I'm, I'm very glad I had it uh, it hmm. certainly taught me a lot I love how you went from uh, from uh, yeah. someone give you a very small assignment, redlining it to now here's 20,000 words <laughs> into the event <laughs> So we got a couple of questions. Uh, I wanted to know if we were going to be poking more at uh, your changeling, Matthew, at changeling 20. So uh, changeling 20. 
Yeah, uh, right now I don't think there's anything else on the cards for Changeling Twenty. We have a we have a novel in the works, but uh, there are no other source books on the slate right now. It doesn't mean there won't be, uh, but I suspect strongly that with 5th edition uh, Vampire out, uh, we will probably be slowing down on 20th anniversary books and uh, and hopefully speeding up with 5th edition books for all the game lines as and when core books for those games come out. Uh, whoever produces them, uh, whether that's us, whether that's White Wolf, whether that's uh, another company. But when it comes to 20th anniversary Changeling, I think we are done as far as approved uh, projects, uh, mm-hmm. aside from that novel. Mm-hmm. And somebody else, Werewolf the Podcast, asked Eddie if uh, you could give us a preview of the games you're running at Save Against Fear. Because no one cares about the games I'm running at Save Against well, Fear. Well, I was going to say, is like actually, I, I think you should also talk about your games first, and then I'll talk about my games. Okay. Um, so I'm running a super fun little game I worked on called Parsley. It's more of a party mm. game than it is like a role-playing game uh, in which the person in charge, who is me, the parser, will take the uh, place of a 1980s computer parsing a text adventure. And I give people little commands like, you know, you were standing in front of a cottage. There is a small lake here. And the players will shout out things like, go north. And I'll tell them where they go. Or they'll shout out things like, pick up the mailbox and I'll say, I don't know how to do that, Dave. Um, <laughs> so that's that's a fun little party game. Uh, I'm also running a session of Dread, which is one of my favorite one-shot horror games. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is set on a school trip in the Australian outback where things start to get real creepy real fast. And then I'm also running a Monarchies of Mao adventure on Sunday. I'm running All Hail the Rat King from the core book. Excellent. And uh, I am running um, two sessions of Pirates of Pugmire. Uh, so I'm, I'm basically running um, one of the adventures from the Chronicle and tweaking it slightly. Um, to, it, it, so it's not entirely what's in the book, but I'm adding a couple extra things to it. Uh, so I'm running two sessions of that. So basically, you can't get into one. It's the exact same adventure for the other. Um, and I'm also running a game of Fetch Quest. Um, so... Uh, People who haven't had a chance to play the card game yet, including Dixie, hopefully we'll get a chance to actually play it. Because um, Dixie has reminded me several times she's not got a chance to play Fetch Quest yet. <laughs> so, so we'll try to get some Fetch Quest in. Um, and then uh, we're also, I don't know if this is open to the show or specific goers, but also there's been talk about an escape room sometime during the show. I'm not I sure. I think that's for the guests. I think okay. that's something that uh, Jack and the other uh, Padana group people are putting on for the special guests that are coming in early. Uh, uh, okay. So Eddie and I will be running an escape room with possibly some other people. I don't know who else coming. Uh, it's a Sherlock <laughs> Holmes-themed escape room, and I'm excited about it. I thought you said we were running an escape room. It's like, yes, we're going to be locked into a room with alcohol, and you have to escape. <laughs> I, why would I want to escape that room? <laughs> that's that why it's like hard a to escape. Great room to be in. <laughs> um, as we were chatting, um, Mike Hollywood also sent us some pod points. So thank you very much, uh, Mike, for the gift. Um, also, you are behind Meredith in terms of how many pod points you've given us. You are number two. So if you, if you want to change that standing, you have to give us more pod points. <laughs> I don't know. What's I like happening. that. I like that. In- Enforce a bit of competition from the listeners. Come on, listeners. Uh, we want your golden beans. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing with them, but you have to give us more of them, apparently. Well, according to Meredith, Meredith texted me and said they are kind of like uh, Twitch bits. Like a okay. hundred of them equal a money of some sort. Ooh. Oh, so, okay. So we have not quite half a money. So, Well, golden beans are like bits. I don't know what pod points are, but who knows? Excellent. Um, so <laughs> Mike is immediately said more to try to increase that. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so during that. Oh, okay. It's heating up now. There's a war. There's a war in terms of people sending us claps. We we have the clap, Eddie. Oh, no. Three times. Say that. We're we have alive. had the clap three times. And, and the applause is apparently <laughs> half of a coffee. So there's. A currency of two claps equals one coffee. It's very confusing. Man, if I could clap twice and have a coffee disappear in front of me, that would be amazing. Bam. Um, 
uh, there was a question uh, about uh, Scion Dragon, uh, where uh, Danielle had mentioned that uh, the groups that the various kind of elements of were called uh, flights, and wanted to know um, if there's uh, any um, names for those yet. We're still in the manuscript approval phase. Um, it's pretty common when you go through approvals, Matthew kind of alluded to with um, the V5 book, that sometimes um, we'll ask for some rewrites of the material during the approval phase or our licensor will ask for it. And that's happening with Dragon now is um, because there's a new chunk of Scion that there's no, this wasn't in first edition at all, where it's completely new, uh, we're creating it from scratch. Um, so we're taking a little more time and making sure it's done right. So, so Danielle is in the process of, of tweaking and revising what the flight screen look like. So I don't want to say anything now because that's in the process of changing. Someone else asked what, uh, Kungafinner has asked, what kind of media we would like to draw our previous work into? Like what other media would you like to see your work translated into? Whether it's, I mean, I could say what mine is and that's that I want to no. see a Pugmire cartoon, um, a la like mm -hmm. She-Ra, Princesses of Power, stuff like that. Like a straight to Netflix, like awesome oh, God, Pugmire Monarchies cartoon. Oh yeah, I would love that. Um, that would make me really happy. Uh, obviously like I would like, I love all my Chronicles games, babies, but I think that Changeling the Lost would be a really compelling like TV show. Of course, Chronicles and World of Darkness media wouldn't be up to me. It's up to White Wolf, but I would just love to see it, even if I'm not involved in any way. And I, I still desperately want an Exalted video game. Um, I mm. think that there are many different ways you could do an Exalted video game, whether it's a big open world RPG, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey or something, or whether it is more of a Crusader Kingsy type taking over creation kind of thing. There's all kinds of ways you could do an exalted video game and it would all be cool. So Fire Emblem Exalted, I totally play that. Uh, I would play Fire Emblem Exalted forever. And I've already put a hundred hours into three houses. So Right. <laughs> uh, Matthew, what would you want to see your stuff converted to? Uh, I would love to see they came from beneath sea either in the form of a in a in a comic again. I think that would work very yeah. nicely. Or uh, I know it's uh, shooting high, but given that Larry Blamire was one of the authors of They Came from Beneath the Sea, among the uh, uh, incredibly talented writing team, uh, but he was but one part, but an integral one. Uh, he is also a movie director, having directed such movies as The Trail of the Screaming Foreheads and The Lost Skeleton of Cadaver. So B-movies mm -hmm. are very much his jam. So if he were to make a movie of They Came From Beneath the Sea, that would kind of, uh, that, that would satisfy me to the point that I would no longer need to get out of bed. I think I could <laughs> die happy at that point. Uh, in terms of uh, Vampire and I guess the uh, these other games that I work on, uh, I would love to see a Wraith the Oblivion TV series. Yeah. Uh, there's so few TV shows that really deal with ghosts on a uh, long-term basis. Obviously, there's plenty of things that deal with vampires, even werewolves. And other and and magicians for that matter, but considering how uh, ghosts have been so present in literature for and movies for uh, a good century and more, uh, the fact that there aren't many TV shows that handle that kind of thing from the from the perspective of the dead people uh, has always surprised me, and I think Wraith would be uh, very good at that. I'm a pretty big fan of uh, Nicholas in the chat who said you would like being human, Matthew, and then clarified the show, I mean, right. which still implies that you are not human <laughs> or that you would not enjoy being yeah. human. Um, <laughs> I mean, do we, do we really enjoy being human? I mean, really? Uh, real quick, just because Nicholas asked it, but I don't want to lose the question. Sure. Um, I haven't seen anything set in stone in like the Slack or anything about the Shintai yet, because um, Infernals isn't a book we're working on right now. But I don't know if there's going to be anything in Crucible of Legends or not, because I know that they're putting a little bit of stuff from all the splats we haven't covered yet in the Player's Guide, mm -hmm. uh, just to give folks kind of a, a bit of information. So I'm not sure what's going in there yet, because it hasn't come across my desk. Neil has clarified there will be. Uh, Neil said there will be, so listen to Neil because he worked on the outline. Right. And then also... I would uh, like to just uh, say quickly thank you very much to Eric Dobler for joining in with the uh, claps and uh, golden bean giving. Uh, we're very grateful for all of your all of your claps and coffee. Keep throwing them mm -hmm. at us. Um, and so, I'm grateful. So, Eddie, what are yours? 
Um, so you, you already touched on one of the ones I'm saying, because I, I would definitely love to see uh, um, a straight to Netflix Pugmire cartoon. Yeah, um, like 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 one of those that appeals to like all ages, like one of those yeah. cool cartoons that everybody's doing now that like it's fun for adults and kids. And you, and you, you picked exactly the, the references I was going to use, like She-Ra, um, uh, uh, Voltron, all those. I think those would be really good. Um, Hilda, also, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I also would love to see um, a Trinity Continuum live action television show. Yes. Because I think it would be a really cool way of doing an anthology style show, kind of like, say, True Detective or American Horror Story, where we could do different eras each season and then have small elements connect. We could have, like, one person playing Max Mercer, like, through all of the shows or whatever, so it's just kind of connecting points. But otherwise, it's more or less new stuff, so you can see, like, the one season of Aberrant, and then it's like, oh, things are going to go bad. And then you go to Aeon, and it's like, oh, that's what happened to that. I think it could be a really cool, exciting structure. I love talking about just, like, dream projects that, like, we may never, ever get to do. Probably yeah. won't, but it's cool to just think about them and be like, I would love to see that. That would be really cool. No, I mean, I, I think that's part of the the fun of working, in, you know, with these kinds of huge, exciting properties is that you kind of imagine what, what could it, what could it be, what could, what could we do with it, um, and yeah, like you say, the odds of Netflix coming us and saying, hey, we'd love to do a Scion show or whatever, they're they're perhaps pretty small, but still, I mean, they're not all completely off the table, so it's a chance, like you know, see what could be done, um, and on a smaller scale, it's been. It's interesting to see how some of that stuff has been panning out. Like, you know, the, the anthologies are a good start for a lot of these things. I'm um, seeing people mm-hmm. take these and make fiction out of them. Um, uh, one of the projects that um, we're they're still kind of in the works is that uh, one of our translation partners in uh, uh, has actually worked on a Pugmire comic book. Um, so that's actually exciting to see that actually happening. Um, so still waiting to see when it's actually come out. It's come out in Portuguese first, but you know, they, they said they're also going to try to do an English translation. So, I mean, that's really exciting. It's like, that's a really cool thing that I want to see happen. Um, yeah. So some stuff does actually come true. Seeing a Scion comic book, a la like Wicked and the Divine or something would yes. also be really cool. Oh my God. Or yes. uh, an Eon, Eon comic book, a la like Saga. Mm-hmm. I think would be really cool. So yeah. Options. No, absolutely. You were saying something? Hello? What? No. I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> voices in the background. <laughs> Awkward silence. <laughs> I don't know whose voice it was in the background. Oh, oh, I don't yeah. know if that was like someone's a ghost. You know, partner, roommate, whatever. No, it's, 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 it's their, my, uh, Michelle and my roommate are making dinner. So that's the stuff in the oh. background. Awkward silence. The awkward silence song. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Uh, we're, 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 we're bereft of call-ins, by the way. Yeah, where where are all of our call-ins? Listeners, there, there is the opportunity to call in right now. Even the, um, even the Rich T himself is listening. Oh, God. Where's oh God, his the boss call-in? Is here. Rich, oh call God. in. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen is here. Bruce Springsteen is here. Uh, so while we're waiting, um, uh, uh, question was asked and answered, but um, someone did ask, uh, oh, hey, Rich T, would like to call in? Hello, Rich T. Hi, Rich. Hey, is, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah. And if I can, can. this out, all the rest of you can, too. I'm like 172 years old. <laughs> <laughs> You're I'm not slowing down. <laughs> not even a bit back to go. <laughs> so what are you excited about, Rich? Right? Uh, a lot of things. Uh, what? What, uh, what? Narrow it down. What am I? What am I? What am I supposed to be excited about? <laughs> what? What upcoming <laughs> projects are you excited about? Oh, you own the company. You should be excited about something. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, you, you were talking about TV stuff and, and and comic book stuff and things like that, and so I didn't know if that's where the the, the those those were our dream projects. Those were like, if we could do anything with oh, stuff we've worked on, oh. what would it be? Um, a previous question that we started out with was, what are we excited about right now? So we talked about some Deviant, talked about some Legend lore, and talked about all kinds of things. Yeah, I'm... Oh, God, Mike's here, too. Oh, God. Hi, Mike. Oh, hi. Oh, I'm sorry, Rich. <laughs> hi, Hollywood. It just let me in for no apparent reason. There's no, like, 
button that says, hey, you can stop this? What is this madness? No, I, I let you in. I, I pushed the button. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Crazy. Everybody joining. Come on. We'll get half of voices. It'll be great. <laughs> I think, what, what, I think five is the max. What's the, the uh, caller limit? Oh, thank we, God. We reached it. We reached it. <laughs> That's it? Two people? Well, yeah, well, the four people, uh, counting Dixie and Matthew. So I am the host, and there are four other people besides me. Again, Podbean has given to me the power to be the host. Yeah, I can, oh, I can step off now. if you want another guest. No, no, no. no, no. Well, we'll just we'll just chat with these for a little bit, and then there's a queue building. I have other people call. We'll call in when they're ready. Anyway, Rich, what are you excited about? Uh, I know. I was going to say I'm really excited about how we're going to put together Listen Lord now that we. We've, we've seen how fantastic uh, Steffi's text is for it. And it's just, a, it's, it's going to be really a, a very new take on fantasy game. And I'm just really excited about the, how we're going to pull it all together visually and graphically and, uh, and, uh, and explain to people how this whole thing works for you. It's you transported to an ideal version into the fantasy world. It's a, uh, Got a lot, of, a lot of potential for a lot of different subjects that I don't think a lot of fans can touch really because they're kind of locked into the setting so strongly that uh, that has to replicate some other world. And this one, it's designed to be a mix of our world and this fantasy world. Totally. Nice. I'm excited about it too. I can't wait to read it. Uh, since people were asking uh, in in the chat, um, uh, it is uh, going to be a, a uh, D &D edition setting. Um, so you're going to play characters in kind of a traditional D&D setting. There are some additional things that, that come with that, like, you know, we have uh, um, uh, people and classes that are unique to that comic book world, um, but it's going to be very equivalent to uh, a classic D&D fantasy style game, but with the addition of this new element of people from our world coming into it and what that means to their world. So, Mike, what are you excited about? You popped in. Well, yeah, I know. I just popped in. Um, hey, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited, of course, for all the uh, Empire 5th Edition stuff. Um, you know, cults will be coming out. So I saw that uh, Chicago by Night is printing right now. So, of yeah. course, I'm yes, excited. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I'm really excited to see what, uh, you know, of course, I saw the PDF, but, of course, I'm excited to have that book in my hands. I know a lot of other people. I'm sorry, Mike, we had to. we had to – Cut it down a little bit because of the printing costs and stuff. So we took two sections out. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. No, so the true. entire so the entire section about the city is just gone. Right. Yeah, but right. people can you know people can yeah. that up on Google and Wikipedia. Right. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, we, well, we wanted cool. to make the book more generic. Right. The book oh. is called By Night now. There's no Chicago anymore in it. Right. Oh, okay, good. Well, I'm glad that like you know it's just gone. Like yeah, if you want to play this game, show up in my city. Just show up. Your town by night. Yeah, just, just you know, just come on down. We'll get a hot dog. It'll be fine. <laughs> you know, do, we'll put down to be. Yeah, we were gonna make it. We were gonna make it about like uh, recording studios by night, but by night studios sounded very confusing as a title. So, uh, we've just gone for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, just like oh, there's other folks. We don't want to confuse. But just yeah, so now it's, it's fine. You know, come. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for calling in, Mike. And there's a note I uh, I agree a... with Kung Fu Fenris that uh, Mike does have a delicious Chicago twang. <laughs> I thought we had a Megan F in the chat. I feel like I yeah. know who that might be. Oh, Hi, oh, I, I clicked the, oh, I cli I, I, I click the button. Can I say something? That's okay. Yeah. Go yeah. Uh, of course uh, you can, Nicholas. So. So Matthew, I know pretty well. Ed, I know a little bit well too. Rich, I've talked a few times. I want to say hi to you all, and say, and I think it's the first time I ever talked to Dixie by phone. Hi. I'll say hi to her too. It's uh, nice to say hi to you. I, I, yeah, uh, I wanted to say I like your uh, your hair. I like your game <laughs> Thank too. Thank you so then. much. But green works pretty well. I wanted to say that I found Onexpert in 2013 when, when, when I was in kind of a bad time. And ironic, ironically enough, the game that got me out of a kind of a sad funk 
was Requiem. Uh -huh. Really? And there is a funny thing. And, and there is a, a funny thing also about Requiem I wanted to share with you guys in the audience because I think you guys mm -hmm. are going to find it funny. So <laughs> I, tend to, uh, I tend to associate uh, music with games like Demon the Fallen, It's Highway mm -hmm. to Hell. And right. Pugmire, Pugmire is Holla at Me. But... But Requiem, because it was the song I was listening to when I first played it, it is Ariana Grande's Almost is Never Enough. <laughs> the set... <laughs> I just wanted to tell Rose Bailey that, and I'm going to yes. put it on a Requiem playlist and laugh about it, because that's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that every time... I see something about Requiem, the song plays in my head. That's amazing. That is an amazing, like, audio connection to have with it that I never would have right. thought about. It's a yeah. or something. Right. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to pick something for Deviant. To be honest, Deviant, like Pugmire, always felt like rap music, hip-hop to me. Maybe something from Big or Eminem. Uh, I would check out Run the Jewels if you want to hear something that I think of as kind of deviant, because you want a little bit like punk rock fight the power in there, right? Along with the with the hip hop, so maybe that or like some '80s hip hop, like some of the more fight the power type stuff. That's probably very deviant if you want to do yeah, some, some with it. classic like Run DMC, um, stuff like that. Might work for two. Yeah, like okay. early Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, Wu-Tang would definitely be good. Wu-Tang Clan, yeah. Uh, Lula. Lula is the nickname I call James Mendes Hodges. Te te wrote about him too, right? Nice. Yeah, yeah, we wrote about them in style. Okay, I'm going I'm going to get off the mic now okay. to give someone else the chance to talk to. All right. Thank you Thanks for, for saying in. hi, Nicholas. Always <laughs> lovely to hear from you, Nicholas. Absolutely. Uh, so we are um, actually getting close on time. That went faster than I thought it would. <laughs> you just buzz by. But um, if people have last minute questions or uh, questions they want to ask, since we have uh, Rich here, um, uh, you know, feel free to, to again drop them in the chat or, or call in. Um, uh, so I was going to ask Chris what's that? I forgot what it was. Never mind. Oh, um, how's October going for you, Rich? Um. You know, it's really weird because you think that when you just sit and do like at a table and do drawings, that it's it's just the thing you do, and it's not, it's exhausting. Really? Like I just uh -huh. I'm, sometimes I'm doing it, and I, I realize I've broken out in a sweat. Uh, it's it's just uh, it's like tai chi or something at this point. I don't know. But, wow. Uh, yeah. So like, and also somehow the way I'm sitting, I've now wrenched my knee. So. Oh, no. You guys are going to see me limping around the convention uh, at the end of the week. That, that's that's not good. Well, I, I you know, you, I, I get into it, and then like three hours have passed, but my my extremities have been, you know, my legs and everything have been tucked underneath my desk, right? So, oh, makes sense. And so Megan, just Megan fly. Hi, Megan. Hi, Megan. Hi. So this is Megan Fitzgerald. She's our Changeling, the Lost Second Edition developer. She's also our developer on a bunch of Exalted projects, Scion projects. She's also like, the MHD Awakening uh, developer now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Megan does everything, um, and she's yes. written on everything. So if anybody has a question for someone who's worked on everything, Megan is here for you. Megan is a power behind a throne, really. That. <laughs> you like get to a point where we'll get a new project and be like, we give it to Megan. And then we're like, no, Megan has way too many projects. I mean, you know, if you figure out a way to do away with the need for sleep and, you know, food and all of that, I'm good. Zombie. I'll work on that. <laughs> I think that's what uh, Deviant's all about, isn't it? It's uh, ensuring oh, people can kind of, can emerge from vats without a need to for sleep or rest or food or drink uh, to make them more human than human. Uh, the ultimate does that Deviant mean you is are in fact a Megan Fitzgerald. Oh, she's yeah, more yeah that's, that's exactly. <laughs> Maybe I should try to be a renegade. Maybe I should uh, go sign up for some experiments. 
That seems like a good idea that has no possible downside. No I know some scientists. <laughs> it's okay because Neil will be my conviction touchstone, so it's fine. <laughs> I, I weep for you. <laughs> if you want to play some games with Megan or Neil or myself, we can, or Eddie or Rich, come to Pax Unplugged this year. Yes, actually, all of us, everyone on the call will be in Pax Unplugged. In beautiful Philadelphia. Yeah. Is, is one of you coming to Pax Unplugged? Yeah, thanks oh, for remembering me there, Eddie. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> you know what? The crown on your head obscured your face, and I forgot about you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was just. Well, so you're thinking that you're going to take my crown to Pax Unplugged because you've got another thing coming, young man. You're not <laughs> taking that crown off of me. Uh, let me tell you something, brother. I'll meet you with the silver dome, brother. I'll I'll beat you. Oh, I'll be taking I'll be taking the golden crown with the one, two, three, the big boot and leg drop, brother, on the Mario Super Circuit, brother. And when I take you on Rainbow Road, I'm gonna bring down the elbow from the top rope, brother. It'll be thwomp time on you, brother. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> I can't I can't top that. You win. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Calls over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a very long time. It's been a very long time since I've been able to uh, do a Hulk Hogan promo on on the podcast. So, That's so true. I'm glad I got it out. Technically, it wasn't a wrestling reference. It was a Mario Kart reference. <laughs> it was both. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> the best kind of reference. Uh, so, Megan, what are you working on right now that you could talk about? Me? Uh, let's see. What am I working on right now? Um, I'm working on art for a couple of things that mm -hmm. are uh, that are going to layout and stuff, um, or in the process of or maybe going to layout soon. Uh, this was the Sion Companion, Mysteries of the World, and the Changeling Companion, Oak and Thorn. Um, oh, there's main question. Are there any Um, that's a weird question. Are there any positive aspects to this? That's a weird question because. The abyss, it's not really positive or negative. It's the abyss is everything that doesn't and cannot exist, right? So, I mean, depending on what you think is quote positive, maybe there's something in there that would be super cool if it existed, but it doesn't, and it's antithetical to reality. So, it hates you just in that kind of like I can't exist alongside you kind of way. Um, but yeah, uh, what else? Some people like? might like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you didn't sadly exist maybe you could get home <laughs> let's see what else um, um kith and kin is rolling along um it's in red lines and there's a couple secret projects that i'm working on that i cannot talk about that are very exciting yeah that's my problem too people are like what are you excited about i'm like these secret things that we can't talk about <laughs> but they're really cool they're so cool so cool and then we'll we'll talk about them, but then we'll be done. That's the next secret thing that we can't talk about. So there's always there's always something we can't talk about. Yeah, there there are always things where it's like, look out for an announcement in the next little bit here. <laughs> you know, an announcement about stuff and things. <clears throat> we're gonna have one one announcement at PAX. We know that. And we're gonna have one at Midwinter, right? And we'll have one at Midwinter. Yep. Sweet. So if you're going to PAX. If you're going to Pax Unplugged or if you're going to Midwinter, you'll learn about new things. And if not, we'll talk about it in the Pathcast and other places. So it's not like you get oh, We'll announce it there and never speak of it again. That's a great marketing strategy. <laughs> hey, guys, we're doing this awesome thing. You'll never see it coming. Literally never. <laughs> we're just going to keep it and play it ourselves in-house. <laughs> On, like, private lines. Exactly. exactly. And occasionally stream like five minutes of it on Twitch, just enough for no context at all. <laughs> I, as I said, top of the call, I hate context. <laughs> oh, here's something. Here, here's a, uh, a, a new announcement that not everyone's going to be aware of. In Mummy the Curse 2nd Edition, uh, there are bod um, body thieves, blood bathers, Eternals and Reborn, who are all immortals from World of Darkness Immortals, which was a new World of Darkness. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, they are now in as antagonists or secondary protagonists in Mummy the Curse Second Edition because oh, cool. part of it being I mean, the, the Timeless Chronicle. 
Mm -hmm. uh, we've got quite a lot of uh, variety of immortals, and there's even a little bit of capacity for vampires to uh, work as mummy cultists in, uh, in this edition of the game. But yeah, it's uh, really exploring what it means to be uh, an ageless, well, not necessarily ageless, but uh, a, a timeless creature. Uh, so yeah, you have everything from the awfully morbid bloodbathers to the quite meditative uh, but fiercely protective Eternals. Uh, there's some nice synchronicity because Eternals are like your Dungeons & Dragons uh, liches that keep phylacteries. They they can last forever because they have a portrait of Dorian Gray kind of thing going on. Uh, but to a mummy, that kind of artifact is a relic. It contains Sechem, their life force, their, their magical power. So while the two may work in concert, the mummy is going to constantly be looking hungrily at the thing that's keeping the Eternal alive, and the Eternal's going to be constantly looking at the mummy, thinking, how can I charge, supercharge my uh, artifact that's keeping me going? So uh, there's uh, quite a lot of uh, nice cross-play between the bunch of them. But there you go. That's something not everyone knows about. Absolutely. Um, it's actually our game time, so um, I want to uh, thank Rich and Megan for calling in. Um, appreciate your time. Nobody else, though. The rest no, of no, I'm, I'm thanking them because I'm about to kick them out. I'm hanging up on them now. Um, and so uh, thank you guys for everyone for calling in or for talking. We appreciate it. Um, as a note, uh, Meredith is still number one on pod points. So she has one pod beat online, apparently. She has a little gold medal next to her picture, which is great. Uh, Matthew, where can people find you online to talk about mummy or anything that you're working if, on? If they want to find me online, they can go on matthewdawkins.com or they can find me on Twitter as clack, click, bang. They can go on the Onyx Path forums and look up the Gentleman Gamer or, uh, and this is something quite exciting, if you're not already following our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the Onyx Path, you should definitely do so because tomorrow night... Uh -oh. We are doing a Scarred Lands actual play, a meat grinder uh, that is going mm -hmm. to take some very hapless characters through a dungeon, introducing them to a whole bevy of antagonists from the Creature Collection, which is currently on Kickstarter. And the expectation is these aren't going to be characters with long stories who uh, see the other side of the dungeon. Right. Uh, these are characters who are going to swiftly die just so you can see some of the kinds of things these monsters can do. But just think of the tales that any survivors might be able to tell. That, that's, 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 that's what the heroes have got to keep in mind. We're anticipating around 30 adventurers being stuck in the uh, basement of a dungeon, having to climb their way out, and probably every scene, one or two of them are going to die. Rich is asking if you told Johnny. And yep. Yep, Johnny knows about that. Johnny has provided me with the files. Uh, so yes, uh, Johnny is aware. Sweet. And Dixie, where can I find you online? Pay me at DixieCochran.com or most places online as Dixie Cyanide. Currently, you can find me hanging out on my porch because we're doing this on our phones and it's kind of awesome to not be uh, beholden <laughs> to the podcast microphone. Um, and and uh, I will reiterate, if you, if you guys do come to uh, Save Against Fear, sign up for the at least the Parsley game. Because, uh, I mean, if nothing else, that game is a lot of fun. It's definitely worth it. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see what Dixie does with, with Parsley. And I'm doing that at like 10 a.m. on Friday, so it's a weird time slot. I mm. might just carry the book around with me. So if anybody wants like an impromptu, what is parsley? It's like mm. super easy just to jump into. Totally, absolutely. Uh, and then as for me, um, uh, you can find me uh, at pugsteady.com. Um, it also has links to all my social media accounts. Um, and you can find all of us uh, at various places, uh, theonyxpath.com. Um, we have, uh, as Matthew said, uh, twitch.tv slash theonyxpath. We have a Discord channel, which we will put into the show notes because I never remember the link to it. Um, theonyxpath on Twitter. We have Facebook groups. So come and chat with us, even if you're not doing this live show thing. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And if you have more thoughts, and maybe we'll do this again sometime. This was, this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Very, very free form, very chill.
Um, and for folks in the chat, if you don't want to call in, that's fine. If you have questions or whatnot, feel free to put them in the chat and we'll try to get to them when we can. Mm -hmm. Also, but we can all see the chat, so yay. Yes. <laughs> this doesn't sound dramatic. This sounds like a sort of Cinemax uh, sex scene <laughs> theme tune. I imagine. Oh, I imagine. I imagine blue lighting, <laughs> uh, light coming in through through the blinds. Two bodies. Yeah, everything twine. is blue. How about this? Yeah. No. Now it's a meditation this is the morning video. after. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. 